What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back here at the, on the tip of the tower podcast, and it's been a little while. We have uh, been a little busy, and the Leafs have—I uh, don't know—it's been—it's been in. I, I don't know what to make of this last few uh, few weeks with the Leafs. It's—I—I I don't know either. It started just that middle of the year where, who really cares? <laughs> Well, it's we that, care. It's like the Christmas break, and it's like just, just get me to April at this point. There were the, well, the first two months were fun, and Babcock got fired. But like, I, I don't care. <laughs> this is something I will say. Uh, the there were only out of this the four game road trip that they just had. There were only two games that I really cared to watch: the Vancouver one and the Edmonton one. And you know what I love more than anything. Beating them Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it, it's kind of like the death taxes the Leafs beat up on the Oilers. They've won what eight in a row. Yeah, they must have. Uh, they've yeah, I think it was like eight of nine. They've beaten the Oilers or something like that. Um, it's it. It's just interesting because you know we we hear about oh which uh, which Canadian team will be the next one to win the cup. Which one will break the drought? Oh, which uh, which stars would you rather have? My favorite, though. My favorite this time around because the Canucks media have uh, embraced the youth oh, movement. Just full-on little man syndrome in Vancouver. Holy hell. And there's a couple of things from that. So the, the question that was kind of uh, penciled in this week was, which, which uh, core would you rather have? The Canucks core or the Leafs core? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I it's pretty. They got a pretty good, pretty good, uh, solid stable of players. But I mean, still, have... I'd still the the Leafs just have more. Yeah, like the there's William what there's like there's seven? like four, there's like four really good players on Vancouver. I guess you can add J T. Miller to that, and then the Leafs have like six. Oh, 
I mean, for sure. And most of like the, the thing is like most of the Canucks core, other than Besser, Patterson, and Hughes, have not been drafted by the team. Right? Like JT Miller was not a draft pick. Furlan, who I don't really consider a core guy because he he hasn't really played. He was he was Yeah, is he gonna have to retire, by the way? Man, he's he's been through a rough time. Two concussions already this year, or I don't know if they've diagnosed this one as a concussion, but this is this is not good for him. No, you hate to see it because this is a guy that Jake we wanted the Leafs to look at. Yeah, I did. I, I liked his game. It's, he's a pretty effective player, and I mean, especially with like head injuries too. That's just that you gotta hope for their like long term health. Yeah, so I think they're I think they're taking the cautious approach when it comes to his health. Um, but I and the one of the funny thing was I'm gonna try to find the quote because I think when we when we talk about the popularity of the Leafs around the league and you know people they kind of get are like sick and tired of hearing about the Leafs all the time and like y- you hear Canucks. Even even the media out there in Vancouver were kind of kind of trying to give a little shot, but the, the, this is uh, here here's what uh, Kerfoot said because I think that he sums up kind of the feeling of a lot of people when it comes to like the popularity the Leafs have. So Kerfoot, who we know is a Vancouver native, I was a Canucks fan, but I was never one of those guys that just hated the Leafs. A lot of people <laughs> are just jealous the Leafs get more attention. And I'm just like, the fact that he can openly say that, I think, says a lot about what other people kind of refuse to admit. We understand that the Leafs get maybe overhyped at times, but there's a reason for it. Like, I, I, I don't understand where people, you know, I, I see it all the time on, on Twitter. Oh, why did the Leafs get so much attention? They're trash. They haven't won a cup in forever. It's... We we don't conjure up all this hype. It's the it's the vast considering how massive the fan base. We literally take over the west like the all the arenas in western Canada when we go there. And the only city that doesn't have a problem with it, funny enough, is Calgary. Yeah, I I don't mind Calgary. They don't bitch and complain about everything. Yeah, and they don't complain about other teams. Like they probably complain about the Oilers because that's a legit rivalry there, but other than that, you don't you don't hear uh, the Flames fans rag on Leafs fans because they it's just not their style. I, I, there's no little man syndrome when it comes to that. I don't like using that word, but it's kind of how I base. It's literally how the rest of Canada, Calgary aside, looks at the Leafs. Um, we talked about this in our chat. Calgary is the only Canadian. Uh, yeah, Calgary and. No, just Calgary. I'm trying yeah. to think of the benefit of the doubt for other franchises, but they all have definitely not Winnipeg, definitely not Montreal, definitely. I mean, Ottawa is just certainly like, not Edmonton or Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, Ottawa is just not big enough to really. Montreal fans have kind of become irrelevant in that conversation because they're just oh, thirteen cups, sixty-seven. You suck. It's like okay. I've sure. I've I've never really even thought of Montreal as like a rival. No. It hasn't. It, I, I, I don't anymore. I, I don't know. Buffalo is a bigger rival than Montreal to me. Uh, per... it's I, me. Yeah, probably. What did we 
start playing meaningful hockey against Montreal a year ago? Not even. It's yeah, not even meaningful even done that? the games haven't been that high stakes. It's just because no. it's Montreal-Toronto and both teams don't blow. And let's just say Montreal hasn't really played many meaningful games. Like they, right yeah, now, I, they're they're probably this is probably the closest they'll be in a long time in terms of playing some really meaningful. Like last year, they were on the bubble and then they faltered. This they year, need to stop trying to convince themselves that playing a natural winger as your number one center is the best way to win. Yeah, um, I, I they'll also, be fine. And they need, they shouldn't have pushed Kotkaniemi up so early. They should have given him a year in Finland. Nope. Uh, and the funny part is, Mark Bergman says, "I'm not going to make a trade to mortgage the future." And I'm like, well, guess Mark Bergman's going to trade for eight fourth liners like he did a couple of years yeah. ago. The, the best is like, well, you're mortgaging your future by playing a guy like Kotkaniemi when he shouldn't be playing. And Put him in Lavelle. Do something other than what you're doing because he's got like ten points, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he's. I I always thought that trade was not. I I mean, sorry, that pick was not the right pick for them and. Oh, it's, it's like, yeah, in hindsight, I mean, he was the most hyped center going in. I even thought Barrett Hayden getting drafted so high was a bit of a reach, but that's uh, the way she goes, unfortunately. But, like, I don't want to get off of Montreal was that, too much. Was that 2017? Uh, 18. Yeah, 18. 18? That was the uh, Delian drop. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um... But, I mean, it's – I don't think it has anything to do with the pick itself. I think it's that you forced an 18-year-old. It's like the its like the Oilers thing all over again. You force an 18-year-old into the lineup because you have a need that's you're so desperate to fill. Yeah. And you're seeing what's going on with it. So, hopefully he gets back onto it because he's – I mean, he got dumped on his head a couple weeks ago and he got concussed. So, he just – he shouldn't be up here right now. He should be playing in the A until he gets some confidence. Yeah, they could have had. So I'm just. I, I remember we talked about this. Like they could have had guys like Kachuk. I, I think we we discussed this actually exactly this conversation in the group chat. They could have had guys like Kachuk, Hughes. Um, let's go down the list here. Sorry, I gotta scroll. Um, Barrett Hayden. They could have had who was a is a two way center, and he has a better build. Honestly, he's built out a little more. Like they could have gone for those guys, but they they drafted for need, and I I feel like that's not the way you should go. That's drafting how for, that's how you for need is fine as long as you're not no it's reaching not as bad as they are. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's passable. Just, just take unless, the best player available, like yeah. But if you're trying to get a center, but the next like the best center you're picking at three as they were, the best center ranked wasn't until eleven. So, so don't reach just to fill a need. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. If there's a guy that was ranked like seven or eight, then okay, fine. It's weird, but whatever. You can get away with it. But they took a guy that was ranked like 15th, like barely a lottery pick as the third overall pick because they needed a guy. And he was the most hyped. Anyhow. Um, yeah, so that's that completes that. Interesting time in Leafland, though, because... Okay, so they go three and zero on three zero and one on that road trip. Uh, sorry, three one and zero. What three zero and one? Three one and zero on that road trip. I felt like the Calgary game. It could have easily been a four and zero road trip. Um, yep. What stuck out to you mostly about that road trip for me, Anderson? I'm I'm worried that he's getting ro- like he's he's getting a lot of work. That he should have had one game off in in that road trip. 
Uh, but I understand also that pointer. <laughs> if if you if he's rolling, you play him. But I also feel like if he makes forty saves and then you're throwing him back out after you travel, I understand you can't trust Hutchinson, but you also need yeah. to think long term about Freddie. That's that's their issue. Is they, <laughs> it's you can't put Hutch in a net, <laughs> and you know. The stuff's coming about of the Russian goalie today about him wanting to grab him. Great, he's not coming over till next year, so it's that same thing again. If Freddie gets injured, the Leafs are screwed. Yeah, that's like a lot of teams, though. It's this yeah, isn't... It's, it's not a Leafs only problem, but Michael Hutchinson has proven that he can't keep more than four pucks or less than four pucks out of his net in a game, which is worrisome. And that's why they don't play him. But Freddie, I mean, as soon as he said he wanted to uh, uh, play, what you call it? As soon as Hutchinson was supposed to play on the back-to-back, Freddie asked him to put in. That's pretty much it. It's Freddie's world now. Uh, yeah, I, I, that and we had we heard that rumor today about uh, we'll get Jack back in the conversation that he was he was moving out of the frame, um, but. That that's why the goaltending rumor today about how do you say his name again? I don't even. I don't even remember his name. It's something extremely Russian. <laughs> it is Timur Bilya Bilya Yep. Jay, you, you gave it a good try. Jay, do you know how to say this Russian goalie? The Leafs are interested. Oh, in the him? Russian goalie's name. It's Timur Bilyov. I guarantee once you hear it, it's going to be, like, so easy to pronounce. Oh, Timur Bilyalov? Yeah, that that sounds better than Bilyalov? Jake here, (laughs) clearly, yeah, that's a little better than my attempt. Timur Bilyalov? So, I was Okay, let's calm down here. Okay, Jake. Mr. I can say Russian name. Losers. Don't know Timur Bilyalov, man? Mr. Lingual man, he's gonna he's gonna come to like he's gonna as soon as he comes to the NHL and we hear it, we're all gonna be so wrong on this one. But yeah, it's gonna be like Timush or something like that, like something ridiculous. Yeah. Well, what's Not ridiculous, also, but just what's also ridiculous is his numbers. Um, like this guy yeah. is putting up, like he, he it's not just like you know nine twenty four. It's like in the nine thirties, nine forties, even nine sixties. Which uh, you don't. See I think he's got like a one-one goals against. I thought I read it. Yeah, sixteen games. He's got a one-ten goals against and a nine-fifty <laughs> save percentage. So, so that's oh not God. just that's not just four games where he's just gotten he's been on a heater. That's sixteen games. So my kind of worry about sometimes with Russian players is like, oh, you know, this guy's probably like a late twenties guy just looking for one last chance to go to the NHL. Like kind of like Koskinen, he's an older guy. This guy's twenty-four. Yeah, he's twenty. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite young. Quite young for a goalie to be that good at the professional. Level. Like how how old are the like top Russian goalie prospects that are on the Rangers? Uh, yeah, they got to be like pretty close to that. Like I'm how old? Sure how old? Samsonov? I believe twenty three. How old Samsonov? He's twenty one or twenty two. He's twenty two. Yeah. He's about to turn twenty three. So Sorokin's about twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, so I mean, he's pretty. Sorokin's twenty-four, same age, and uh, Shestjork in the Rangers pick is twenty-three, yeah. about to turn twenty-four. So these like pretty much all the same. 
Yeah, I mean, again, I think this is the best part about the Leafs just mining Russian players is pr- pretty much they are the go-to spot for these guys. Because, yeah. I, I mean, we were just talking about this, our favorite agent, Dan Milstein. He has a pretty <laughs> pretty good rapport with the Leafs. I mean, a lot of the a lot of his clients have gone with the Leafs. I mean, even though the, some of them have worked to uh, varying degrees, I think he's been – you know, pretty happy, especially with that, you know, Zaitsev contract, which now I'm very happy we signed because it just gives you good rapport with agents. And nowadays it's so important, especially with the debacle we've seen in the past past couple of months with um, the jackass that's Marner's agent. <laughs> Darren! Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, about, uh, I'm not even going to say, about teamwork, I'm just going to use the first name. He's 174 pounds, five foot ten. He's five ten. He's five foot ten. That's the one problem. Yeah, it's pretty small, huh? So I was looking. Okay, how does a big guy, especially yeah, in the was, Olympics, if he was six four, he wouldn't be a free agent right now. Let's be fair. No, no, he probably. That's the thing. I think this is a case where a goalie gets overlooked because of his size. Um, I, mm, is nope. he's like? Isn't uh, Johnny Burns pretty pretty similar size? Wow, yeah, he is 5'10". That is very small. Well, apparently, like, the big thing about him is positioning, right? Because if you're a smaller goalie and you're not... Yeah, you you better have good freaking positioning. It's not like you're cutting down angles. No, so I'm... I'm This is curious, just because I'm I'm writing about this, too. It's like, okay, Joseph Wool, this is his first professional season. You want your goalies to typically get a couple years in the minors before you even think about giving them NHL games. Uh, Ian Scott has not played a game this year because of an injury. I don't even remember what the injury was. Is it a broken hand? something lower body. It's a groin or something. He heard it in preseason or in training camp, right? Yeah. I remember that. I don't remember exactly. They didn't, I don't think they really announced what the injury was. And, like, other than Casimir Cascasuo or Casuo, I don't know how they... Cascasui, as O-Dog likes to call him. <laughs> I, I don't know what the what <laughs> the Leafs' plan is next year when it comes to the backup, and I guess this is why this rumor came out. Because I like I, I think this is this year has shown you have to get a backup. You have like Freddie is making five million dollars. You should be able to afford. A, when I think about how much teams are allocating to goaltending, as a as a club, the Leafs should technically be able to invest. At least a million into a decent goalie, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I don't think I'm the only one that thinks Cascasuo should get another shot before the end of the year. I think if Hutchison plays this week because they have another back to back, if he falters, uh, how can you continue to give him chances? This is not as I, as I like to call it the goodwill team. You need you need your backup goalie to show he can. Make a say like be good. Yeah. So I I think uh... I think yeah you definitely try to exhaust all internal options before you go out and try to trade or pick up someone off waivers. But (laughs) teams are and and I think this is something I think people need to realize and people like oh go get Casey DeSmith go get Tristan Jari. First off, Tristan Jari is not going anywhere. The guy has been unreal for Pittsburgh. Teams aren't just going to give away players to solve your problems. I think Jake, you've yeah. been adamant about this. Like, what team 
wants to look at Lisa and say, Oh, you need a goalie? Yeah, we can help you. No. It's like, you want it? You got to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, they'll say, they'll say, yeah, we can help you. Uh, just give us uh, one of your young forwards. Yeah. It's, you're not getting bailed out by somebody putting a solid backup goalie on waivers like they did with Magellani. It's just not happening. The th- and the thing that like uh, annoys me is, I mean, I, I've said this, beat this drum for a while. Like, Dubas, for all the things he's done, has done a horrible job with the backup thing. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, he had he had one option with uh, Neuverth and didn't have a backup, and it clearly failed. But, like, some of the excuse-making and, like, blaming and stuff like that, is there one legitimate backup goalie that was signed in the offseason that's done well? Like... The Canadians, who have a bunch of cap space, paid up a lot of money for uh, Keith Kincaid. He got waived. <laughs> um, Curtis McElhinney has been horrible. For Tampa, yeah. Like a bunch of backup goalies have kind of stunk. Yeah, Mac- McElhinney was always like <laughs> He plays like a risk. road hockey He plays like yeah. a road hockey goalie. He just made the stop some of the, like, the majority of the time. But you he was look, he was swimming at, a lot of the time. You look at him and you're just like, oh my god, he could allow seven tonight, the or he could shut out. Garrett Sparks was not that big in play, in my opinion. They I both think swam in the crease. I think he's more of a battler. Uh, yeah, Um like Sparks. I just never felt like Sparks had any confidence. He just seems like a guy that has no confidence in himself. That nine thirty season in the AHL, it was like. I think I've heard people say as well that he he made all those crazy saves, like the one with his bare hand, but he had to make those saves because he was out of position. And he was just diving back to make a save. It wasn't because he had no other choice. So it's one of those things. You're just you're swimming in the crease, and McElhinney made those saves. Sparks didn't. And, well, on to Hutch. Like, I'm trying to, I'm gonna, I'm trying to look here and see if I can filter through the goalies here. I'm just trying to look at backups. Like, hey, Tristan Jari, probably good. Pavel Frankuz, I think that's how you say it, the guy for Colorado. He's been good. Um, Georgiev has been good for the Rangers. Halak. Halak's being They're, paid as a 1B. He's not being paid as a backup. That's um, the team I'm looking at if I'm looking for a goalie is New York. What the hell are they going to do with that goalie situation? Yeah, Gorgiev is... Because they're not trading Hank. Well, Gorgiev is a... He's a free agent at the end of the year. That's what I'm saying, is they're going to... They're going to ride Hank until he retires, and then Seth Storkin's going to come in. Yeah, um... I'm looking, Gorgiev. Yeah, like... I'm looking at backups here. There, like, there haven't been many good... Alright, screw it. Sign Jonas Gustafson. <sighs> oh, God. Yeah, like... Curtis Mac, oh wolf, Curtis Mackling, eight ninety eight save percentage. I thought we had a bad. He's got like a three six goals against, doesn't I mean, he? Yeah, three point six. I mean, what does Hutchinson have? Doesn't he have an eight seven? Eight seven six four point five five. <laughs> he's off. He's awful, right but we're splitting hairs. That that's the thing. Uh, like I, I'm trying to think. Like even just look at it. Like w- there's probably what like been four good backup goalies in the entire league. I'm, like Tristan Jerry. I got uh, him right here. Arizona. Arizona's backup, whichever one it is, because I know they split. Well, Ronta uh, is the backup now, because Kemper's been unbelievable. 
So Ront has been. So it's been. Let's just go through it. Halak has been amazing. Yeah. Frank Frank Coos has been amazing. Yeah. But he might just be the starter for Colorado at this point. Well, I think uh, Grubauer is back. So. I think Tristan that's... Jari, but he might be the starter at this point. Yeah, I think he is. I think um, Thomas Grice. They kind of split, so that's four. Uh, Hudobin and Samsonov, and maybe yeah, that's it. Well, Georgiev has been good six. too. Has he though? Nine twenty-three save percentage and a two-six-nine goals against. Okay, all right. Then there's 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 seven. And, and maybe 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 Morazic's been pretty good, and that's about it. Well, Mar- I just go ahead. Austin. Realized <laughs> the one year. I'm just remembering that the Leafs had the year that the Marlies won the Calder. They obviously had Sparks and they had uh, Pickard, and then we had McElhinney in the NHL. But then they also sent Alex Daylock home because you remember he had that shutout game yeah. against the Leafs. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been all right. He's got a nine oh eight seven. I was trying to think of who's been playing since Dubnik's been injured. And it's been Staylock. You're Stalock right. They, and, did have, and the, they did have Staylock. That's pretty yeah, they, annoying. They told him to go home, and so he. I think he asked for his release. They had also this guy Kakonen. Oh yeah, Capo Kakonen. He's not in... to be confused with Capo Kako. No, not at all. What team is he on? Mini. Minnesota. He's um, on Minnesota. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I think he asked for what his is release. He the third, is he their third goalie or something? Yeah, because uh, Dubnik's injured, so he's he was brought up to back up Stalock, and I think Stalock. Oh yeah. They they like gave they're like giving these two young goalies a chance. There was another yeah. one that started for them yesterday. Oh. Uh, another goalie that uh, oh Chris uh, the guy for Florida that was that backed up uh, Chris Dreger or something. Dreger or something. Yeah. Dreger. He's, he's the top stats wise goalie in the A. Yeah. He's got like a nine three. He he played uh, two. He had two starts. Point nine four two save percentage. I mean it's two starts. It's not enough of a sample size, but. Um, I think he won one of them in a shootout. I think he well one of the he he did he like he shut out in his debut I think. Um, and like right now the the Habs are going with Caden Primo. Um, who? Who? I told you, Renaud Lavoie said he was the best goalie at twenty years old a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. He was better than Carter Hart, even though Carter Hart that's, was a full time starter and he was that's an, still in the CHL. It's an idiotic comment. Brennan says a lot of very smart things. Well, all I'm going to say is um, the Leafs definitely need to make that a priority. Even I, I, this year for sure, next year. Like, do whatever. Yeah, but who, who, who are they going to get? I think the only one who they could get realistically is um, Georgiev. Yeah. But I don't see any reason who, why the Rangers. Agent? He's Russian. I don't even know if he is Russian. Is, is he I feel like he might be like Slovakian or something like that. Oh. Oh, he might be Belarus. He's Bulgarian. Or Belarus, Bulgaria, Belarus, BGR, I'm guessing. Uh, BGR is usually uh, Bulgarian. Yeah. Wow. Huh. He's 178 pounds. Yeah, he's not that big. But he made like 45 saves that one game against the Leafs. Yeah, Bulgaria, I Never heard of that. Never. I. He's got to be the only NHL player in history to come from Bulgaria. <laughs> One of them, it's like uh, Dinah Zubers is from Lithuania. It's not a lot of Lithuanian hockey players. No, I've never heard of that. 
Yeah, and, and, and Georgia has been getting a lot of work for the Rangers lately. So, like, they're clearly... He's basically been their starter. I think they're And they're shocking. almost in the playoffs, so that's not going to happen. No? Well, I, I mean, maybe you could get Casey to Smith. That, that, um, that seems like... That's, pro- that's probably the only realistic one. I take to Smith at this point. <laughs> I mean, so would I. I'd, I'd, take I'd, take, I'd take a goddamn shooter tutor, but that's not saying a lot. No, it's not. Um, yeah. So moving on from the backup goalie situation, uh, John Tavares, I think, is low-key been low-key uh, unbelievable. Against Vancouver, he was on a mission. He I looks think. he looks absolutely dominant. I think having Marner back really helps too. I mean, like of a, course, it's a no-brainer scenario. But like, you see him everywhere. Like you see him in all situations. Just like with the puck. He's he's making guys look silly with the chances he's getting. He he he's come. He's really let's just say he's acted like a captain lately. But acting like the he's been the least best player. I it's also the system just fits him better. His game. It's not end to end like it used to be with Babcock, where they don't reset the puck and do all this stuff that allows him to. He's not the fastest skater, so he's got to keep up with the rest of them, and it just seemed like he was behind some of the time. Well, see, like, yeah, he's not the best skater, but he's smart with, like, his position. Yeah, that's the thing, is this plays more to his style, is what I'm saying, because Babcock was just end-to-end, chip the puck in, mm-hmm. go get it, and then if you don't get it, you're back on defense. It was very end-to-end. It wasn't frantic, but it wasn't what Keith is playing right now, which is more of a possession game, which Tavares is one of the best possession players in the world, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think so, and I think like him, like Zach, him having having Tavares, Hyman, and Marner together, I think has really stabilized things on that top uh, line. I think Hyman, like, absolute sniper since he's come back. Shorthanded too. Oh, um, yeah, he's he's <laughs> what was the what was the boys. what was the game? Was it Vancouver where he just scored a one timer that went straight in the middle of the net? I think that was uh, St. Louis. <laughs> Doesn't pick corners at all. I think it was St. Louis. He literally took a one-timer. It went right in the middle of the net, and it somehow went in. I was like, oh, my God, this guy sucks so yeah. much. Benny, just, Bennington just, just – Well, Bennington just was terrible in that game. Oh, he got shredded. His five-hole was like, come on in, guys. A ten-hole. Yeah, I think Matthews has scored five-hole. Hyman scored five-hole. Like, five-hole, people always – uh, talk about how five hole, like it's got to be the hardest sh- shot to stop. If you properly like put it like two to three inches off the ice, or just perfectly on the ice, y- it's impossible to stop. Yeah. Especially if you have a quick release. But yeah, I mean, so many goalies <laughs> try and uh, try and uh, overcompensate for it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It happens. Even Gautier went top bunk against Edmonton the other night. Boy, that was great. That was probably the that highlight was so of the funny. Game. Just pounding it dead center is hilarious. Be- because it was funny because I was watching it with my dad, and I'm like, "Why the hell is he on the damn ice?" Yeah. Then it's like, "Oh shit, he sniped it." Sounded like me out well, here. That was his yeah. first. That was his first game back, right after. Yeah, it was. Bridge. The Bozak principle strikes again, Jake. Oh yeah, that's perfect. You just the you're just the mushing, just the complete mush. Oh, absolutely. You like, need something to happen, and the complete opposite happens. Yeah. 
That's what happened with the Nylander jersey situation. Yep. <laughs> although lately, except I was happy about that one, so although, it doesn't really count. Although lately, I was happy about them regardless. Lately, he. I mean, I don't know. Um, a, you watch it. Let's be honest here, Austin has not. I mean, he's been moments, but it hasn't been entirely good. I mean, they've been. Yeah. Matthews and Nealon have been abs- getting absolutely shredded on overdrive. Jake, I know you're a big overdrive. As they have, I I've really hated their effort. It, yeah, because they it. It's so annoying because they're so good, yet they just they were right. I thought I thought O Dog had it perfect. He goes. When they show up, they're dominant. When they don't, they look like they don't care. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's easier for a guy like O-Dog to say that because guess what? He's played. It's easy. This is where ho- like when you're a hockey player, a former hockey player, and you're an analyst, you can call out that stuff because you know, and O-Dog probably knows, I've played like that before. Like he can- I, th- yeah, I, think that's, I think that's the thing for – I think that's the thing for him is – you can tell he's like super frustrated watching him because o- remember O-Dog's the guy that said, you know, when Matthews was on fire uh, at the beginning of the last year, he's the one that made the comment saying like, I love Connor McDavid, but I'd be pretty happy having Matthews instead of him. So he's kind of like put his neck out on the line yeah. for him. And I mean, he said he's got, he has probably the best wrist shot in the entire league. So, I mean, even myself who hasn't played, at the NHL level, you just watch a guy who every single time he shoots, it can go in. And you're just like, man, if he just like if he just played a little harder and, you know, had it going every single night or, you know, seven out of ten nights instead of like five out of ten, he would he would be a guy that could score sixty goals. Like there's no reason why he can't score sixty. No, there shouldn't be any reason. Like, like he he can score he can score two, he could put up in in ten games he could score fifteen goals. Like if he scores a hat trick, we're we're not like oh my god like this is un- like we've never seen this before. We like we yeah. know we come to expect it. We came in with heightened expectations because he only had four in his first game of his career. Exactly. And you look at how those goals were scored. He had to work for it. Part of it was a lot of it was skill too. I think maybe that's what it is too. Is like you know, sometimes skilled players they're just they're set in their ways and that okay this doesn't work. I'm not really gonna try anything. Like I'm not gonna grind it out like a Hyman or like a even like a Mikheyev, like those type of guys. It's just not the. Way I also that... don't really want Matthews grinding it out with how he's been nicked up the last couple of seasons. But I want him to play with effort i'm not saying that i mean the thing the thing is uh they were bringing up the shift uh, in calgary when he was getting into like a little bit of a match with with uh Hamannick and he just completely just shoved him out of the way and you just watch that and you're just like man if he like a guy his size too he's a big man he was like, compared yeah, to kopitar so. coming out of the draft and he hadn't even who is, yeah it would have been a perfect comp i mean you just see a guy that size I don't know. It kind of annoys me. I whenever I watch big guys on the Leafs, like the Goat and stuff like that, it's like why? I always see them going on the boards. It's like why don't you just use the man to stop you instead of and just run into the boards with them? 
Yeah. Like it's not it's not like it's something where you're gonna injure yourself or something. Just let them know that you're around. And I like it it would just create so much space for him as a player. I mean, I'm not gonna compare him at all to Eric Lindros, but like nobody fucking messed with that guy. Yeah. And, and nobody and it, messes with Matthews. And it's is. because like it's because it's like he will run through you. He won't just like go around you, he will go through you. But he doesn't really do that. But no, every, I mean, nobody screws with Matthews because he doesn't bite on any of the BS that when guys try and get in his head, he's just business. I, I always say that Matthews doesn't need to sharpen his cage that much because I see him gliding a lot on the ice too. Because you see, like he's he's kind of looking where the puck is. He's trying he's trying to cheat at times too, right? That's what some goal scorers do is they try to cheat. Yeah. Again, the problem is the problem obviously is that he's playing the one position where he other than defense where you can't cheat. No. And look, his defensive effort, I've seen like he's made strides to, you know, go back and be an outlet and, and stop, you know, pick guys from behind. Um, but I think well Brian Hayes mentioned this. He's like he feels like sometimes like Nylander Matthews kinda just have like this telekinetic like, Yeah, we're just not gonna give it tonight. And like he's made the points like, oh, do you break them up? And I mean, no, because <laughs> those nights they like, do show up. But it's like, who else are you gonna run play all over him the with? other team? Who are you gonna play him with? Like, if you put him back with Janssen and Kapanen, you're wasting him. Yeah, I, I, I'm no, I know Jake, you, you like Kapanen, but like Kapanen, not on that line. Not on that line. <laughs> That's the thing. Kapanen has to be a third I, I have no guy. idea how he's a righty who can't play left wing. I I was a lefty who loved playing right wing. It makes no sense. And he is horrific on his off wing. It's not like he's like slightly bad. Like he is awful on his right wing. Yeah, I'm I'm not liking Kapanen's game with that line. Like even last year there was like that stretch where he he was benefiting with playing with Matthews and then it kind of died off. And like, and even he, Hayes was just like, "Oh, it seems like Johnson is the workhorse of the line. He does everything." Well, why does that have to be like that? Like, you see, Tavares is willing to push the play and you know try to get the puck off guys and show more of an effort. Uh, you should not be relying on Andreas Janssen to doing that because guess what? You don't have Andreas Janssen right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't like Captain on that line. I'm hoping that. I, I haven't even really liked uh, Janssen's game. I don't know. He's, I feel he's like, a lot I feel of like he just penalties. takes a ton of stupid penalties. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Terrible. He does that. Like Frustrating penalties, too. Like You can see he gets frustrated, and he makes a dumb mistake because of it. Those are the worst penalties you can take out of frustration. And I'm wondering if a guy like maybe like when Trevor Moore comes back, you slide him in there. or He's just... Yeah, he's got to be a guy that they give a look to. Mikheyev, even, like, two points in the last game, I believe, if maybe more. Yeah. I didn't catch a lot of the Edmonton game. So. I, I like to keep Mikheyev with Kerfoot because they seem to match well as a matchup yeah. line, too. Because um, right now, okay, so you got Buffalo coming in. Uh, we're recording this Monday night, so Tuesday, you have Buffalo coming to town. Question is, and Austin and I are monitoring this, will Timmy make his debut? Is this Tim's debut? Oh, buddy, I am I am there. I already told you I'm there in person if they put him in the lineup. 
So, the, but this is my question though, because Barry says he's playing. So, Fuck him. <laughs> well, I mean, if Tyson. Put it in, Tim. If Tyson Barry wants to, is going to. Who play. who plays? <clears throat> who plays? Uh, right, right for them right now. It's it's Barry and um, Hole, probably Hole, yeah. Barry Hole and who's the other CC. one? CC. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about. You forgot like, about him for like, a second. Who, I'm like, yeah. who's the last guy? Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> Martin Marinson? No. Well, in the lead. In well, he's back up. Let's... And Keith has been ex- the lead. Sure, Timmy. Marty's back up. Oh my God, Marty! Like Marty will be moving <laughs> up. Man, I mean, and... you don't want to see it, but like at this point, I would like to see maybe. Maybe them no. give CC like a week oh. off for a reset, just to see how we would do. I mean, I I don't really watch enough of the Marlies to know how well Lilligren's been playing, but even some people who are kind of down on him after you know offensively wasn't doing well. Apparently, he's done great uh, recently. Uh, let's see. I haven't been paying attention to the Marlies much either. He's been he's been overshadowed because of Sandin, but he's not playing badly. He doesn't play badly. He never has. Well, uh, he's kind of he's kind of become more all of a ra- all around player, hasn't he? Yeah, thirteen points, twenty four games. That's pretty good. Two I mean, for he's, not a, he's not a goal scorer, but he can set up plays. I mean, as, lo- as long as he can skate and isn't a complete disaster, which is literally the bar right now. <laughs> I mean, if they, I think basically, the if thing they could, the if AHL they could, is the, the thing I really want to see is I want to see um, Lilligren, or I want to see Lilligren play a couple games because if they could get rid of CC, I mean, that's what four and four point six million or something, four and a half. Yeah, yeah. you could sign a backup. Yeah, you could sign a backup. You could get a, you could do a lot of things. You maybe you can even find money to re-sign Tyson Berry if the cap goes up a couple million. Well, mm. CC's just for this year, but I think if Timothy You say that now. If if Lilligren is if you give him a couple games and he looks half decent, then yeah, you are uh you're 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 telling CC he's taking a back seat. Like it doesn't like I honestly it wouldn't matter to me because uh right now we don't care about CC's contract. We want him gone. Um, it's weird because they brought up both of them on an emergency basis. So I guess they were wondering to see how Barry was going to practice. I guess maybe because he practiced that changes, but, um, I I don't know what their, what their plan is. I I don't know what, um, like they, they could have just brought up Marinson for the practice and that, like if they felt like, um, What's his name? If uh, Barry wasn't healthy, like I don't, maybe they they're finally realizing. Okay, he's he's shown uh, he's shown improvement, um, and we want to give him a shot. But I I just don't know how that would work. Hey guys, yeah, tell me if you've heard this sentence before. Okay, uh, Thomas Wilson just launched himself elbow first into a guy's head. Oh, no. No, Tommy. What are you doing, buddy? Wasn't wasn't as egregious as some of his other hits. Let me calm it down a little. So but he, he, got, he went high on a uh, Blue Jackets player. 
Oh, what a dope. And then he fought uh, Savard afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, John Turrell's going to have something to say after the game. Oh, Columbus is uh, winning 3 nothing, and he throws that hit. Shocker. Who's going to say that? Uh, Tortorella. Torch will probably oh, say Torch. something. Tortorella. I was like, what? What did you just say? Torch will have a field day with that one. Torch is already rattled after Anthony DeClaire potted three on him after he said he couldn't play hockey. Yeah, that wasn't good. Not good, guy. It's like, you know that yeah. gif is not, pretty, not good? Pretty unsmart. I'm trying to, like, I, I'm only seeing, like, fast things. Of the, I want, like, a slowed down version of it. It's I mean, a weird angle, too. It's from the opposite corner. Let's see. But the guy stays down, and he's holding his head. Uh, the guy, he, eh. Yeah, I've it's not a, it's not the worst hit yeah, he's ever I've thrown, seen a which lot, is a sad thing to say. I've seen a lot worse, and the guy is also small in comparison. Yeah. Davis of Vardy. He's gonna get. He's gonna get something for that though. Um, potentially, depending on. Fine, probably. So okay, this is my question. Um, if you're the Leafs, you bring up Lily Green. Do you give him a game with the back? Yeah, yeah you have to. I mean, at this point, I give him at least a game. I, I mean, if this was Babcock, no fucking way he gets in the game. But <laughs> he sits I, in the press box for a week. Yeah, he'd sit in the off. press box for a week. Like it would be so stupid. Um, but I, th- I actually think there's a there's a chance he'll get some run. Um. Okay. Yeah, so, Especially since Keith's coached the league and since he came to North America, he's not going to sit him. All right. Well, we'll be on the uh, the the Timmy watch. Oh, I will be on Timmy. Like tomorrow morning, Dave, at like ten thirty. If he's if he's practicing with the line rushes, or heading the Ticketmaster. I'm I'm. This is a thing because they could say he's uh, he might. It could be one of those where they might decide at like four o'clock because now Keith does those. Well, I mean, we were supposed to go to the Avalanche game, and then we didn't because Hutchinson was supposed to start, and then Freddie put himself in. (laughs) Freddie put himself in, and they got they still lost (laughs) after it was too late. Oh, that was that was Spetz's fault, but he's played all right. <laughs> that was all Spetz's fault, but yeah, he's all right. I mean, other than that one really dumb mistake, and somebody tried to blame it on Riley. I kind of did. <laughs> well, I'm I, just like, like, why are you expecting your own player to set a fucking yeah, pick on you in the offensive zone? I know. I was. It was in the moment. <laughs> wasn't smart. Okay, it's just anyhow. So two couple of things before we uh, before we shut her down for the podcast. Um, so they play the Sabers tomorrow, and then they have a back to back against the Rangers and Red Wings. If they don't come up with at least two wins in those three games, something is very wrong. I'm going oh. to that game against the Rangers. I'm excited for it. Man, where's my invite? It's, if you wanted to come, you could come. I have an extra ticket. I is, had to give it away to my friend Kevin, oh, you, oh. who's a Bruins fan. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, that should. I, I, I there. I love going to. He's on his way to New Jersey now. Isn't, isn't Chris coming? Uh, to New he Jersey? is. I was gonna invite Chris, but he fly. He gets in like at nine o'clock, at oh, seven o'clock. So there's no, no. way he could get there. Oh, there in New York traffic? No, no way. <laughs> no, there's no chance. He might get well, one of the he, three stars. Baby. Yeah, maybe like the last one, but for Damn like 120 bucks a ticket, I'd prefer to take someone who actually can watch the whole game. 
Eh. Damn it, Chris. Take an earlier flight next time. That, that, I, actually, that is poor planning on Chris's part because, A, if you if you look at the, the the schedule, where are the Leafs, and if they're going to New York, you're 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 planning around that stuff. But yeah, I I've always said it's it's like not even close. It's the nicest. It's the best place to play um, hockey, like night in night out. Like obviously, you know, special occasions playing in like Toronto or or uh, Montreal or Vegas or something like that, but. New York, it's whew, that building is unbelievable. I, I love it so much. Nothing beats the Barclays Center. Uh, everything beats the Barclays Center. So yeah. says you. Rico beats the Barclays Center. Oh, got him. That's bad. Um, yeah, so they play the they play the Sabers and they have Rangers and the Red Wings on a back to back. Then an interesting Monday, two p.m. start. With their next gen game, I think that's what they're calling it, Austin. <laughs> they're playing the Hurricanes, right? <laughs> their annual the two p.m. game against this, the Hurricanes. That was the one yeah. where they absolutely basically, than, like, basically how to burn a home date one hundred and one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, gonna, it's gonna. I have... love the Hurricanes just look at their schedule and they're just like, "What the fuck?" They're like, "God damn it!" Yeah, <laughs> Dougie Hamilton, man, I don't have time for the museum today. This is. I wanted to go to the ROM. This is bullshit well actually a good thing for him is he can go meet family after the game yes, yes he can you go for a nice dinner um depending on if the hurricanes have to fly out the next day that would be shit uh, <laughs> but okay so they have they have a pretty easy like a, a, an easier stretch they have the sabers the rangers the red wings the hurricanes then they have the devils the Rangers yeah. The if they don't beat the Devils, is it in New, in New Jersey? Yes, it is. Might have to go to that one. It'll probably be like forty bucks. Uh, that is on Friday, December twenty seventh, Jake. Oof! Yeah, might be able to do that again. God damn it! <laughs> um, Tickets are actually insanely cheap. Yes, that's why I like going there. Well, <laughs> good old Prudential. Well, yeah. Next time I'll. It's kind of a kind of disaster. The area around it. Nice building though. Yeah. Didn't they just renovate? No, it was built in like 2009 or something. Right, like it's that. new. Yeah. It's, relatively, it's a relatively new rink. I remember that. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I've played there before. Ooh, fancy. Um, all right. So we think that this could be a, a decent stretch for the Leafs. Um, oh, they play on New Year's Eve. I didn't even realize that. Six o'clock. Yeah, don't they play some like really dumpy team? They play in Minnesota. Vegas again. No, no, no. They play uh, the Wild. Don't tell me. No, oh, they play the Wild. That's right. Oh my god. They gotta what get. You... Out, they gotta get out of there as soon as possible. New Year's Eve in scenic Minneapolis, Minnesota. Sorry, St. Paul or whatever the hell they play. They gotta get out of there as soon as the game is done. Remember, I don't remember last year. I think they're like, we'll spend the night in Vegas or something like that. Yeah, they gotta get. Oh it. yeah, that was atrocious. Oh, and then they play the Jets. Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. So, next one, Austin. Jake, <clears throat> it is what I like to call the most wonderful time of the year. It is World Juniors time. Ha! Yes. Um, the last few years, I don't know. The tournament has not really brought. It's funny because last year it was in Vancouver. And two years ago, Canada won. 
but the tournament... yeah, last year's tournament was kind of garbage because yeah. they were out so early. Yeah, they who lost. They, who did they lose to? They, they lost, lost to Finland. Finland, right? Yeah. How the hell did they play Finland? And it was like the quarters, right? They they were not very good. Like so, it was. I mean, I mean, they were done when they played that bum as the starting goalie over uh, Scott. What's his name? Ian Scott. Like <laughs> Michael Pietro. It made no sense. Like he was garbage the entire tournament. Well, wow. yeah, it's Canada just puts like the most tenured goaltender in the net, and it's not. Yeah, it, it's so player. dumb. Like I, I don't know why they like they. It almost cost them. I remember they did that in two thousand two. It almost cost them a gold medal when they just played Brodeur. He was hurt, or was it Brodeur? No, it was uh, first it was Cujo, then they moved to Brodeur. Uh, what? Yeah. Ah, I don't think so. I think they benched. I think they. Was oh, it? I remember where, this. Where was they benched? Um, they benched uh, Broder in one of them. I think it was, it was 2010. 2010. Yeah, for 2010. Long. So it was 2010 when they benched him because yeah, Broder definitely he won one of them, but they benched him in 2010. Like, I don't know how you don't just run with a hot like the hot goalie, but uh, I don't know. It's stupid, especially considering they played like a 15 nothing game. Yeah, they always have one of those games where they play like. Latvia or Switzerland or no Switzerland's been pretty good recently, but Austria or one of those teams that they just run them over to start the tournament. Oh wow. Di Pietro had a one, two, three, and a nine, five, two. Uh those were his stats at the World Juniors. Jesus Christ. I guess I'm being I guess he just had two awful games or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think the 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 knockout rounds were not great for him, but he was okay in the in the round robin, he had to have played that seventeen nothing game. Who did they? Who did they beat seventeen nothing? It wasn't Switzerland, it, was it? It had to have been one of those. No, right. they like back in the day when like Niederreiter was the only player on Switzerland. They beat them like fifteen nothing. Um, maybe. Oh God, Belarus. Maybe? I'm, looking, I'm looking this up right now as you're talking. So, um... it's usually one of those teams that just got called up that Canada gets. Like in the first game. Let's see. That was Kazakhstan, so I don't think they played Kazakhstan. I thought it was Switzerland, to be honest. Or Denmark. It was Denmark. <laughs> Denmark. It was Denmark. Yeah, yeah they shit kicked them. Yeah, 14 nothing against Denmark. Then they beat Switzerland 3 Poor Freddy. Freddy was in shambles watching that one. Then they beat, they beat the Czech 5-1. They lost to Russia in the, uh, in the final preliminary game. Right. They, then they lost. Where, U.S. wasn't in our thing. Oh right. All right. No. They're in our bracket this year. That's who they opened the tournament against. Who's in? The, isn't their bracket ridiculous? Isn't it like Russia, USA, and like Switzerland? It goes, or by, it goes by standing in the last tournament. Yeah. Why well, the U.S. Uh, um, it was fin- Finland and Russia last year, right? It's usually the U.S. and Russia that end up. Uh, no, Finland US was the final last year. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because Kako scored the OT winner. Uh, and then it was it was Sweden or oh wow, it was Switzerland versus uh, Russia in the final in the goal. That's final, right. In the bronze. That's right. I remember when people were cheering for Switzerland. Jesus Christ! Denmark had zero goals in twenty six goals allowed. Are they not even in the tournament? Uh, no. Because Kazakhstan's in the tournament. Yeah, I know. Team that moved up. Kazakhstan's in there. Slovakia's in there. 
Um, yeah, but one team moved up, like a Latvia or something, from D1 AA. Well, it had to be Kazakhstan. No, they they were in it last year. Were they? Uh, wasn't it? Then it was probably uh, Was it Germany? It was probably... Mm, no, I think it was I, Slovakia. I think, one I think it, it might have been Germany. Hmm. Is Germany in the tournament? Yeah, they Germany's are. in the tournament. Yeah, yeah they weren't there last. Oh yeah, it was them because it's uh, German. They're yeah, in Canada's German. bracket. Moritz Sider was on their team when they won. They won the qualification tournament. So we should be seeing him at the tournament this year. Yeah, yeah. Germany's always always has like one really good player. I that's a country I would love to see get like start getting really good at the sport because they yeah. could get really good. That's at the a sport too. that's a that's just a country filled with like massive athletic people. Yeah. Yes. So Canada's group is the Czech Republic, Canada, Russia, Germany, the U.S. Pretty easy group. Like only Russia and the states would really give you a problem when you're. I mean, actually, I think the other group is easier because you have Finland, Sweden, and like Switzerland, Slovakia, and Kazakhstan. But, um, all right. So first and foremost, Canada. Austin, who are we looking forward to seeing? Canada. Well, I mean, the obvious ones are Lafreniere and Byfield. Uh, Byfield, excuse me. The top. Well, they're supposed to be the top two picks in this draft. Uh, Jamie Drysdale is another one that's supposed to be like definitely a lottery pick, but might fall outside the top ten. He's their seventh D-man right now. Uh, the goaltending's a little leaves to be much to be desired. Not much, but a, a little bit. Well, it's Canada not as... and shaky goaltending shocker. Uh, Olivier Rodrigue is supposed to be the starter, but Nico Dawes is, uh, I believe he's on Peterborough. I've never even heard of these guys. This might be the first year I've never heard of the goalie for Canada. Olivier Rodrigue's a QMJHL goalie, and he played in the Halenka this past year. Eleven. What did you say his name is? Olivier oh. Rodriguez? Rodrigue. Uh, Rodrigue. He's a, I, like, I don't know he, what team he plays for. Is he, for like, him. from Mexico or something? With no, he's from Rodriguez? No, he's French. Um, he's, I don't know what team. He might play for Drummondville in the queue. Mm. That sounds possibly right. Well, he, uh, he, was drafted by, he was drafted by Edmonton. Yeah. They have a couple of good goalies, Edmonton, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Dawson Mercer is supposed to be a really good player. He's, like, one of those guys that Canada invites um, sort of like Brett Leeson last year where he's just put up a ton of points and he wasn't on the radar to start the year. Or uh, Drake Batherson from a couple of years ago. Like one of those guys that you don't know their name and then they make an impact on the team. So just so to, he's, to fill you in, Olivier Rodrigue, he plays yes. for the Moncton Wildcats. There we are. He has a .907 save percentage and a 2.79 goals against so check on check on nico Dawes because he was the one that mark masters listed as the starter in their last practice all right Monsieur. i think it's d-a-w-s yeah not like the usual Dawes. not nigel Dawes. nope khl legend plays for the guelph storm in the ohl he is eligible for this draft he has a .939 save percentage and 2.06 goals against. Okay, Why are so we yeah. having this conversation? We know we're going to be playing. Well, that shows you how much I've been paying attention to the coverage so far. I saw the roster announcement, and everyone went, Rodrigue is the most experienced, and Canada loves him, so he'll get the start. But yeah, you're going to ride the hot hand, and Nico Dawes will probably well, be the starter. The, they're all the same birth year, too. It's just that Nico... Yeah. Dawes has the later, like he's the December, uh, so that's why 
Um, what else to look forward to? Joe Valeno is supposed to get loaned by Detroit. Did Um, Byfield make the team? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. He's right here. He and Lafreniere are both playing wing. That's why it's throwing everyone off. 6'4", 215. I think one of them's playing wing while Barrett Hayden plays center, and that's going to be a disgusting duo. Uh, Like, it's it. They got some pretty big kids on this team. Yeah, like Dylan, yeah. Dylan Cousins is gonna is gonna be good. <laughs> Dylan Cousins is six four and he's probably the fastest skater on the team next to Byfield. That's the Buffalo pick, right? Yeah, yeah. He flies. <laughs> um, there's a Raphael Lavoie. He ha- he's six yep. four. Oilers second rounder. He's good. Uh, a lot of the people said last year when he was being drafted that he fell so much because he was a little. No. Laxatasical when he played during the season, but he picked that up. Nolan he was, Foot he, is going to be Nolan good. Foot. I have no idea. He hey, he's a Tampa he's, pick. We already know he's going to be a stud. Yeah, but, he's Adam Foot's other son. He's Cal's brother, so he's a good player. I just have never seen him play. Yeah, like it, well, I mean, because they play all the way out west. Kelowna, though, is he always... plays for Kelowna, I believe, still, yeah. unless he got traded. They all play for uh, Kelowna. The Foots? Yeah, Thirty-three Calvary. points in twenty-five games. So okay, so check check Dawson Mercer because I've heard a lot about him. Dawson. I don't remember what team he plays for. He's in the queue, I believe. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh... He plays for Drummondville. There you go. So he plays for Drummondville, and I guess he would have been a teammate of Valeno's then. Uh, defense is a lot of returning guys. It's Jared McIsaac. It's Ty Smith, who was the Devils' eleventh uh, or twelfth. No, first round pick. I'm just gonna. I'm not Ty gonna... Smith. Ty yeah. Smith. Yeah, it, it was fifteen. That um. That, That's right. He slipped. That draft. No, that, that that was the year that the Hall won the MVP and they finished like barely out of the lottery. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, Kevin Ball, the guy who was just traded for tra- uh, Taylor Hall, is on the team. Uh, God, six seven two forty. That guy's a beast. Just a moose. Uh, I guess their best defender has to be Bull and Byram, or one. Yeah, talent wise, easily. Yeah, Drysdale's up there, um, but he's he's an underager still. Not an underager, but he's a draftier guy, so he hasn't quite filled out yet. Let's also but talk- apparently he's supposed to be like one of the smoothest skaters like well, anyone's ever seen. <laughs> let's also talk about the most important, like the bigger name of the whole tournament. Dale Hunter's coaching this year, guys. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I just can't believe they got him. Yeah, really. I think mean, who was it? It was Howard Chuck last year, right? Uh, who good? Uh, might have been actually. What is it? Canada. And Mark Hunter's the GM, so if Canada wins a gold medal, you'll be sure to hear from a lot of fans of a certain fan base about keeping a person with spectacles over him. Let's see. That's all I have to say about that. Wow, how come I... This is getting way too hard to look up information for this tournament. Yeah, the, the junior tournaments, the one pet peeve I have with them is that, like, you try it for the Holinka or the Junior A Challenge, it's ridiculous trying to find stats or information on the prospects. Because they don't make new sites every year. They just wipe the site and all the stats and stuff. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it's like I want to find out who the Team Canada coach was last year. Yeah, they wipe the rosters. They do. It's terrible. Not only that, they wipe out anything. Like they're playing. Oh, Dale Hunter, coach. I'm like, I don't need to know this year. I need. To um, know. I think it was Dale Howardchuk, but it doesn't really matter. He's not the coach this year, so whatever. Oh, you know, he what? didn't it win. Might have and... been the goalie from the. It might have been the coach from the 67s. Oh yeah. Oh, Tim Hunter. 
What if, I remember that now. Why don't I think of that? Tim Hunter, he's the uh, coach out in the WHL with uh, what's uh, Moose Jaw. Or he was Moose Jaw, I think. Oh, he still is the head coach of Moose Jaw. That's right. Bring Stan Butler in. He'll be fine. Um. Yeah. So I, I this... I like the kids. I've been a big Lafreniere like follower for, you know, the last couple of years when they were starting to talk about him as the next like, not Crosby but like the next best like, uh, guy to come out of that, that area. Guy. Well, I mean, next they call him next Crosby because, I mean, he plays for Ramoski and he also, I think he was the first sixteen-year-old to score. It was either 30 or 40 since Crosby did it. Jesus. So the Crosby hype has more to do with his playing for the exact same junior team, but he's very good. They've been holding him out, though, uh, uh, camp when they first opened. Yeah, I think he played He played a 3-3 th- uh, three and three or a 4-4 four and four or some crazy shit. He played all three for Ramuski, so like right before he flew out, and then he took a red eye into – wherever the hell they started camp, I think Guelph or wherever it was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was burnt out to start camp, but I think he's good now. So, my question, the last part of this before we go, yeah. Leafs fans, what can they look forward to? We already, uh, we'll go start the obvious on that. Rasmus Sandin has been loaned to Sweden. Were you guys surprised to hear that? Mm, I like it. I kind of was. Yeah. Well, but, I don't know. It seems like he's kind of above that level. I but. mean, the, the Leafs have enough, or the Marlies have enough bodies to make do without him for two weeks. So I guess it's a nice little thing for him, as long as he doesn't get hurt, uh, injured. Yeah, like Nylander a couple of years ago when he got concussed. My my issue is, as Jake is kind of like, it, he, I I felt like it, this would be like the whole reason when they sent him back to the Marlies was to prioritize his development. So I don't yeah. know if maybe this is just something to, because he. He missed out last year. Oh no, he played last year. It was Lily Green. Uh, uh, yes. Lily Green was injured. He had a high ankle sprain or something. Sandine did play last year. Yeah. I, I guess maybe they just wanted to give him that opportunity. Um, yeah. You just hope he doesn't get hurt. That's the important part. Uh, another least prospect that is playing is Nick Robertson. He is a forward, not a defenseman. Um. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> hey, some people don't know that. Didn't even catch that. <laughs> I guess that was the first thing I heard. Um, oh, fuck. All right. But I'm I. He's a guy that's when you're looking at guy like you know Jake. We always talk and you always talk about like getting guys outside of the first round that can be impactful players. This might just be the guy that the Leafs have been trying to get and land. they've been clamoring for getting one of those guys it's been a long time so he has like this year he has 23 goals and 22 games in the ohl um with the peterborough pre to no offense are not exactly a juggernaut team in the o i think austin i wouldn't be i wouldn't be going too far-fetched with that assessment of the peterborough peets Peterborough Peets are very good, and they have two Leaf prospects playing on their top line, and they have Liam Kirk, who is uh, British, if you've never heard of Liam Kirk. So they're a fun little team to watch. Um, Now, we've been trying – the one thing we were trying to do before we came on was trying to figure out if there were any other prospects. (laughs) 
that yep. we're going to go. Um, who were the one? Who was the one that we were looking for? Uh, Miko Kokonen is the one that I believe I couldn't find a for sure thing saying that they had cut down their roster and he was or wasn't on it. But the last thing I read is four days ago he made it through the first round of cuts for Finland. And I'm assuming they're going to cut it pretty close because they have a couple of injuries. Uh, Anton Lundell being the big one who's like, he's their top 10 prospect this year. So I think they're going to wait until like christmas day i think you have to submit your final roster the day before boxing day um so i think they'll wait out and make final cuts then so we might not hear until right before the tournament starts but he made it through uh third rounder from this past draft and small guy offensive defenseman i don't know a ton about him but the leafs did right by him and stuck him back in uh Liga. he's playing for eucharist right now hope that's how you pronounce it and Sounds he's lovely. doing pretty well <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's about that's about all I could find. I'm I'm assuming Philip Krull is the Czechs are in this tournament, I guess, because they're hosting. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're in the tournament. Yeah, I would think so. I didn't know if it was like is the game, is it, Are the games being played in Prague or? Oh, that would be unreal. Um, that is a very, very good question, Jake. Um, let's see. Because <laughs> like that would be that'd be fun as shit. Yeah, Prague's a time. They are, uh, I got the arenas here, so we will, there's two arenas. Two I'm assuming one of them has to be the KHL team's two, arena. Two one is in Trinec, and the other one is in Ruska. Oh. This is a pretty nice arena, though. Yeah. The, all the European arenas are nice, generally. Yeah. They're all really nice. They're good atmosphere. Really. They're, they're, they're all... smaller, but they're, yeah. Um, but I mean the the main one Ostrava holds ten thousand people. The other one Worsk or Work is fifty five hundred, which is I mean that's pretty. It's a pretty uh, pretty good sized barn. I mean like when, when Canada like had American it, teams. Canada had it at you know in Vancouver and they had it in Victoria. So um, and they've yeah. had it, they've had it in junior arenas before when they've gone to like the East Coast and when they've gone to. Like Saskatchewan and, and stuff like yeah. that. So they play in junior barns, so it's nothing new for them. I think one year didn't um I was listening to Spit and Chicklets and didn't um uh what's his who was uh who was on? Uh oh, wasn't it Berard, Brian Berard that said like he wanted to play in the world juniors and ended up being in Buffalo and it was in like this like mini <laughs> like amateur rank and he couldn't believe it? Oh no! It was Boston. Was it honestly? Boston? Buffalo maybe wouldn't be the worst Whit, place to play. Whit and they that mentioned it. Maybe, maybe it was no. Wait, no. Never mind. What would have been in when the tournament was actually more prominent? No, it was it was Boston because I played in the rink where they played it. It was yeah. at uh, it was out in uh, fuck, what's it called? Um, it's, it's like a University? suburb. It's like a suburb of no. It's like. It's a, it's like where they play like kids tournaments. Oh, uh, it's like like Canlan. Oh man, what's it called? That's gonna annoy me so much. Buffalo wouldn't be a bad spot. Like they've played it there recently, and they have the cool thing about there is that they have the the smaller arena that the um, the Buttes play at. That's attached to the Key Bank Center. What year? So the entire tournament's been? in the same area. It would have been early. It would have been like early years, right? Yeah, well, when did Berard play? That would have been like the 80s. 95. Yeah. 
eighties, man. He's like he's like forty six. I don't know. He's like forty mid forties. Let's see. Nineteen ninety six looks like it could be the year. Uh, yep, hosted in mass. Uh where the hell is the arena though? Wow. I tell you, so freaking hard uh, to find uh, anything on. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was in Worcester. That was it. Oh, yeah. Worcester. Let's go. Oh, my God, man. Holy crap. Those rinks were so small. Yeah. They're like, they're like, like what we have here in, yeah, in Amherst and Marlboro. Yeah, man. Like in Worcester, too. They have these rinks where basically, um, basically they they were saying you put they put used to put a uh, like paper like um, like brown over paper windows. over windows so people yeah. could pay to go in and watch the games. That's right. That's what they mentioned on the on the podcast. That's right. Yeah. No, that was that's hilarious. Well, glad we were able to get that out. Um, yeah, I'm. Oh, this this tournament usually usually I, I mean the last few years I've been working so it's it's tough for actually no wait yeah the sometimes I go away and I don't watch the tournament when I'm away but uh the it's easier to watch when it's in Canada because of the time change next year it's in Edmonton and Red Deer so yeah that was a good turn they did the Holinka with that those two venues but it was uh do you remember when. Do you remember that Holinka? It was Kirby Doc and the t- the squad that's playing now. It was their Holinka year, and they won. They tied the game in the U.S. with no time left, but because Red Deer was a junior barn and they didn't have cameras, they didn't let them review on any stadium during the tournament. I think so. Yeah. So I think that's the same deal this time, unless Red Deer's added uh, cameras so they can review stuff. Well, we'll find that out. But uh, Nick Robertson was on the U.S. team that year as well. He scored two goals in that game. That's that's something to look forward to. If you're if you're a Leafs fan, you at least have yeah, watch the U.S. Nick Robertson's gonna have a tournament, <laughs> and we shall see with uh, with Tim. And then uh, hopefully the Leafs uh, during that time will still. I mean, I, that's that's the thing too is like the Leafs will they'll still be playing, but. People should be keeping their eye on this tournament uh, for sure, even though they don't have a first round. And this is the part that always gets me: is that the, the tournament at times used to be a great way to showcase the upcoming draft guys, and then we, we, and then now it's kind of feels like, oh, you're a draft prospect. I don't know if we want to give you that. Get, go with the guys who have been drafted or have a little more experience. I feel like Canada, I, Canada I actually, really doesn't like that. I actually think it's kind of gone the other way. I mean. It used to be a 19-year-old tournament. Now it's kind of like an 18-year-old tournament. Because um, I, I remember, like, even for Canada, their best players have not been guys who were drafted two years ago. It's usually guys who are either draft eligible or one year removed from their draft. Like, even looking back yeah, Canada last never years. Did. Yeah. Like, them taking Lafreniere last year, no matter how good he was, was kind of surprising still. Because he only, wasn't McDavid. The only team that still does that is pretty much Russia. Russia, like Russia last year, has even, a veteran team. They took Pud Colson last year, and that was ridiculous. Like everyone had no idea what Brogan was doing because he doesn't take underagers or draft prospects. Yeah, they usually almost never take. Um, they under- take a full limit team at nineteen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, it's worked. They've had yeah. great success, so. It's fine, but, like, yeah. The only time he's taken over age guys has been, like, Ovechkin, Malkin, and, and then uh, I don't know if Kuznetsov had already been drafted, but the one year he and uh, Yakupov were together. Yep, Kuznetsov had it, too. He was unbelievable. Yeah, that year was ridiculous. I think he – I'm pretty sure they both wore black skate holders as well during that tournament. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, he might have like the record for most points. He had like, he had to have had like twenty points or something like that. I remember Yakupov when he was draft eligible. He had um, he had like fifteen assists or something. Yeah, he was ridiculous. I just remember one of my favorite years of watching the World Juniors was two thousand nine. Yep. And the funny part is when I look back at the roster, only two guys were draft eligible on that team and that was uh Tavares and uh and Ryan Ellis. But that team, like I look at this blue line. Okay, Keith Ollie, he was a decent junior player at the time. <laughs> was it uh, off with Keith Ollie? Bogosian on it? Uh no, so it was Ryan Ellis. Subban was on it. Yeah, Subban, Thomas Hickey, Cody hmm. uh Gulavef. I don't know who that is. Uh, nope. There's always all those old Canada rosters are always some studs, and then a couple of guys that are like, really? Tyler Myers but was there. But they were good in junior. Tyler Myers was there. Alex Petrangelo, or Petrangelo, however you want to say it. PK. Um, the Fords, though. I didn't realize Jamie Benn was on that team. Yeah. Jamie Benn. You Zach, look back on those teams, you're like, oh, my God. Zach, Him? Like Zach Boychuk, Patrice Cormier. Remember Patrice Cormier? Um, you remember Jacob Della Rivera was a top line forward for Canada no, for like Stephen three years. Della Rivera. Sorry, not Jacob. I'm an idiot. Uh, Chris D. Domenico. That's Chris exactly. D. Domenico. I remember him. He got uh, slashed in the face celebrating a goal. Yep. He was a least prospect at that time too. Uh, JVR was in that game for the U.S. Yeah, Jordan Eberle was there. Tyler Ennis. Tavares. Angelo was Esposito. Cody Hodgson. Uh like that was that was a fun turn. I remember that was that was the year that really got me like full throttle into the turn, like into that that time of the year. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. So that the the record, also... the Canadian record for most points at a tournament uh, at the World Juniors. Guess I'll be impressed if you, you get it. Most points at a World Juniors. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, I'm gonna JT go. Was up there. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go twenty two. And that's ridiculously high. I think it was. Oh was it, no! I'm saying. Who, I'm saying. Who was it? Oh, was it? Oh. Was it? It was 18 points. No, it was. was it, it was this decade. Well, I'm saying for a Canadian player. Oh, Canadian. I'm sorry. Um. Oh, Jesus. Uh. Um, hold on. I'm trying, oh, God. This would have um, been re- like it, within like that time frame. <laughs> was it like Brandon? It was in two, or something stupid. It was in. What'd you say? Is it Brandon Cozen or something dumb? No, it was in 2011. Oh, oh, um, oh, 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 oh. was it? Um, was it Brady Shen? Yeah, That's, 18 yeah. points. Wow, 18. Okay, I wasn't that far off. I Him and Dale crazy. McCourt share it, and he finished with one more point than. <laughs> I thought two... you meant Dale McCourt was on that team. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, Dale McCourt, 1977. So, Brayden well, well, Shen and Dale McCord share the record. They have one more than two scrubs, Wayne Gretzky and Eric Lindros. I thought Lindros had had the record for most. 
What was that? He mean? did, and then he got broken. He had 17 points. Simon Gretzky had 17 points. The record is like it's not even gonna be fucking touched. Guess what the record is? It's unbelievable. Well, Line A was up there the one year, but that's definitely not it. Wasn't it Ovechkin or Malkin? No, no. It's um, it's two Hall of Famers who uh, are up there. One, oh, two. It's Lemieux. No, they're Swedish. Oh, uh, Forsberg. Yeah, oh. thirty-one points. Did he literally play against like a kids team? Wow. Thirty-one points in seven games. That's four and a half points a game. Like, especially, <laughs> well, I mean, that time that was what the nineties. Yeah. How's that even possible? Oh my god, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I remember like was Robert... Sunday, the other one. No, it was uh, Marcus Marcus Naslin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he had like what twenty four points in the tournament or something like that. Twenty four <laughs> points. I keep bringing up Ovechkin because twenty four I... assists, so he had three and a half assists a game. God damn. The Dude. Russian record is Alexander McGillney. The <laughs> Finnish record is Essa Tikkanen and Jesse Puliarvi. Yep. Yeah, because Puliarvi set up line A on like every goal. Man, we did. We did. Sixteen tournament. Man, that's a the World Juniors. Just some guys really just dominated absolutely crushed it yeah and then they went on to play Fortnite and never score 40 again no exactly yeah and robert reichel was a good player at that, at that time too they line a was a monster in that tournament yeah oh, well it, it was him Pugliardi. Shout out to jake burton and throwing a guy from behind into the boards to give us power them a power play to win the game as well oh yeah i remember that world junior hero Always the Jakes, huh? Always the Jakes. The worst. Yep. Well, gentlemen, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I always forget how much fun the World Juniors are. Uh, hopefully, now, I don't think we're going to be recording it until after Christmas time. Because we all got families and stuff. And I'm sure you do, too. We will, maybe, maybe we'll save our first podcast after the first opening game of the World Juniors. Boxing Day. Yeah, that could work. That'd be fun. So we will uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I think Canada plays at one o'clock. Uh, so if you're looking uh, for something to do on Boxing Day after you have done your shopping or you're trying to get over your hangover from Christmas, it's pop open the World Juniors. It's probably one of the better tournaments to watch uh, during the time. Probably the best hockey to watch during that time, honestly. I, I actually have kind of liked it over the Olympics at some at, in some years. I just, yeah, I just feel like uh, these these young guys really. That's why I always thought oh, that would have been a good alternative to the Olympics was just to have the World Juniors be the Olympics. But uh, mm, yeah, no, it would be interesting fun. for sure. But um, with that being said, you guys can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Follow all of our stuff on tipofthetower.com. From uh, here in Toronto, David, Austin out in uh, Pickering, and Jake down in Jersey. Thank you guys for listening, and we will uh, catch you all next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.